right, everyone. Welcome into episode 16 of Without a Mic, the show where we talk about movie reviews, uh, TV show reviews, industry updates, and life topics. Today, we've got a special episode where we are previewing the upcoming Oscar nominees and giving you our thoughts and picks on who we think will win. Um, the Oscars are literally one week away from today, uh, the day that we're recording it. Um, so they will be on the on Sunday, March 24, 27th, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, and that can primarily be viewed on ABC, um, although it'll probably be streaming on other platforms. Um, I know in the past that I've personally followed it on Twitter as well, and I know there's certain websites that sort of have live updates. So if you are interested in the Oscars, if you've never watched it before, basically it's the biggest award ceremony for movies and film uh, for the previous year. So this will be awarding the 2021 class of movies and film. And so this is this is going to hand out the best picture, best actor, all that stuff. We're going to go through it right now with you, explain um, sort of what each category is, give you the list, and then give you yeah. our picks. Yeah, and I feel like some categories are, are pretty much, you know, well explained and we'll go through those and we won't hound in on them mm -hmm. too much but we're excited i'm excited i actually don't know what roger's picks are and he doesn't know what mine are so we'll kind of see exactly what's happening so let's let's get right into it so first we're going to start with actor in a leading role um, the nominees are javier bardem from being the ricardos benedict cumberbatch from the power of the dog andrew garfield from tick tick boom Will Smith from King Richard, and Denzel Washington from The Tragedy of Macbeth. So my pick for this one is, I, and this one was tough because I felt like it's almost equal, like literally equal, and I think I'm going yeah. to give the, the nudge to Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. That's a, that's a great pick. I, so I, it came down to two for me that, um, Andrew Garfield's the one that I really want to win, but I honestly think it'll probably end up going to Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog. Um, typically, historically, uh, the movie with the most awards ends up getting a lot of these awards, you know, Best Picture, Best Actor, and Power of the Dog is leading with the most nominations. And so I think, as much as I'd love to see Andrew Garfield win, I do think Benedict Cumberbatch will ultimately come away with it, which would be well-deserving of him. He has not yet won an Oscar. I actually so. did not know that. That's that's good to know. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I will say, so, I, 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 I respect your pick. I think Benedict Cumberbatch did absolutely phenomenal in Power of the Dog. So I have nothing to complain there. Yeah, honestly, um, I, I mean, Spencer and I have been talking about this, not on the show, but we've been texting and stuff. And this is, I think this specific... Oscars is so varied in the different types of performances and the different types of movies and, and styles. And there's, it's really just going to come down to preference of taste, I think, at the end of this, because there's so many great performances and so many great um, productions that have been put out there, but they're all great in different ways. So it's really hard to compare. It's really apples to oranges here with comparisons. So um, I think you'll see a lot of that going through these lists. Actor in a supporting role, the nominees are, uh, is it Ciaran Hines uh, for Belfast, uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, 
J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for the power of the dog. Now my pick for this is going to go to Troy Kotsur. Um, I think that his performance in Coda was really groundbreaking, and he did win a SAG award for it, and he has been getting some momentum with other awards and acclaim, and I think that will sort of play a role in him, you know, breaking through and winning Best Supporting Role. Um, I know that there's another one or two that are really high on this list for, for potential winners, but I think ultimately uh, Troy Kotzer is going to pull yeah, out Yeah, this one's... So you, you'll notice throughout some of these picks, and you kind of mentioned apples to oranges, some of these picks will be literally like mm-hmm. 51-49%. You know, it's like the level is so equal that you yeah. don't even know. And this, to me, is actually one of those because you mentioned Troy Kotzer won the SAG Award for uh, actor in a supporting role. Yep. And then... Um, What's his name? Cody Smith McPhee uh, from The Power of the Dog actually won the Golden Globe yes. for supporting actor. So my personal pick is going to be Troy Kutzer alongside you. Um, I think this one's really, really hard, especially because Power of the Dog has two nominees in Jesse Plemons as well. But I, mm-hmm. I think, like you said, Troy Kutzer had a, a groundbreaking performance. He's the full anchor of that film, in my opinion. And the reason why it's it's so relatable. Agreed. So yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Troy Kutzer from Coda. Yeah, I think it'll come down to if if Troy Kutzer doesn't win, it will be someone from Power of the Got Dog, it. most likely Cody Smith McPhee, in my opinion. But I I would give Kutzer the nod, especially because you know it being a role a, a role with a deaf actor, you know that would be I think that's something that the Academy is going to look at and, and value. Thousand so. percent, I agree. All right, so actress in a leading role. So the nominees are Jessica Chastain from The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz from Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman from Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart from Spencer. Uh, this is also decently tough um, because you've kind of had a fluctuation from all the yeah. award ceremonies. Um, my pick is going to Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, um, I had the privilege of watching this film and seeing how phenomenal she is. I I have a full belief that she's aging like fine wine with her acting career because I've never been a fan of her in her earlier days as, as acting, but over the past couple years with this film, you know, with Bombshell, you know, she's with Lion, she's really coming out of her her acting cage and really just kind of expressing herself and her acting ability. So my pick goes to Nicole Kidman. That's a great pick, uh, and it was between that and another pick for me. Um, I did want to give an honorable mention. I think Olivia Coleman is fantastic in The Lost Daughter, but I think actually that this one's going to go to Kristen mm. Stewart for Spencer. That's a, um, that's a little bit juicy. I like I think that. It comes, I, so I haven't, um, I haven't seen Being the Ricardos, but I think everything I've seen in all the like gravitas is definitely like, I think it's leaning towards Nicole Kidman as the favorite. But Kristen Stewart's a little bit of a dark horse here, and I think that with how superbly she acted in Spencer, I think that there's a, I think she's got a good dark horse shot to pull this off. Um, but definitely Nicole Kidman, I, I believe, is the favorite currently, and so, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she pulled off the win. But I, I don't know. The, I feel like Kristen Stewart might be able to pull. This through is tough, and I, I think the I think the reason why it's a little bit tougher on Kristen Stewart because from what I understand, I haven't seen Spencer, but from what I understand, her and Robert Pattinson are mm-hmm. making substantial progress in their careers from Twilight and and this right. film. I, I heard the analogy from the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, where the Joker itself as a film was a little bit weak, but he was so great that he made that film mm-hmm. enjoyable. 
and I heard Spencer was a little bit weak, but she made that film very enjoyable. Whereas in these other roles, I mean, The Lost Daughter is, you know, it's it's acclaimed. You know, it's incredible. And then you have Olivia Coleman to kind of cherry on top. Being the Ricardos, incredible. Nicole Kidman, cherry on top. And so she, Kristen Stewart's really mm-hmm. fighting for the the reputation of this film by her incredible performance. And I think that might be tough for some viewers. But like we've mentioned, this is a specific role for best acting performance in a leading role by a female actor. And so we can't look at it from that perspective, but that is something to keep in mind. Yeah, and I mean, we mentioned this on our last podcast. We were talking about the cast of Coda and how Troy Kotzer um, might have, by how fantastic his, his performance was, sort of given that standard of comparison for some of the other co-stars in that movie, which made them not necessarily because they were a bad actor or actress, but because the level of, of excellence that he was performing at sort of put into context the other yeah. performances. And so I think, you know, that could go for or against you, right? Either you carry a movie that's maybe not as good as some of these other nominees, but because you did so great, it sort of elevates that movie. Is that a nod to you mm. as a performer or is it you've got a great supporting cast and you still outshine them, right? So there's sort of different ways you can frame it. But, you know, all of these all of these awards are for specifically the, the category that they're in. So this is, as Spencer said, the best actress in a leading role who did the best individual acting performance, regardless of the movie or their yep. co-stars. Um, but obviously that stuff's going to play into it. There is bias and there is context. So, um, but yeah, I, I think either of those winning would be, would not be a stretch yeah. for sure. So moving on to our next category is actress in a supporting role. So uh, the nominees for this are first Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis from King Richard. I, I probably butchered that. So this one was was actually pretty tough. I mean, all of these movies are, are nominated for multiple uh, awards. I think I'm going to give the nod specifically here to uh, Jesse Buckley in The Lost mm. Daughter. Um, I, I This is actually the only movie on this list I've seen, so that might be a little biased, but... She did an incredible job um, in The Lost Daughter. She's portraying sort of a younger version of the character that Olivia Coleman is portraying. Um, and so they're both portraying the same character. And Olivia Coleman specifically requested that she be playing this role wow. for this movie. Um, and the, the parallels between them are so, so good. And so, especially when you have such a great act, we were just talking about context, but when you have a great actress like Olivia Coleman and you're sort of portraying her as a younger version in the same movie. Um, she definitely lived up to that role and did a fantastic job. So that's my nominee for actress in a supporting role. It's interesting. That's the only film that I haven't seen on this list. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I think, uh, (laughs) well, you can put it in the contrast. So I, I actually thought it was a huge toss up between Kirsten Dunst and Ariana DeBose. And I gave the nod to Ariana Mm -hmm. DeBose from West Side Story, mainly because the, the, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in, in emotion and not just like, can you get angry on, you know, mm-hmm. while you're acting, but also can you share very composed, intimate emotions? And I felt like she did a great job. I'm, you know, right. I've kind of built that reputation that I did not enjoy West Side Story, which I, I hold true to, but she did a great job. And I think that <laughs> um, I'm going to give the nod to mm-hmm. her. So 
that's that's who I believe will win. And I, I actually recommend watching it. I mean, regardless if you're a musical fan or not, it's it's worth it. It's a beautiful, it's a beautifully made movie. Steven Spielberg did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I think, uh, ironically, Jesse Buckley also same thing, portraying a different range of emotion in that movie. She she did a fantastic job. It's not just about can you be angry and and you know emotional on the on the extremes but can you nail that spectrum in between and so i think she did a great job in that cool. as well so let's go um, let's move. all right so we're yeah, going to move on stuff. to animated feature films so the nominees are Encanto, flea luca the mitchells versus the machines and Rhea and the last dragon this one didn't seem super close to me in my opinion i i gave, i definitely give the nod to Encanto. it's just it was uh, and it was an what am I trying to say? It was a polarizing animated film. It was very well made. The music stands out above everything else. The focus on multiple characters and not just one is a huge, huge factor for me. I like that they they build your investment throughout the entire film and not just on one character's journey. Um, Encanto was phenomenal. I thought they did an amazing job. Yeah, I'm going to echo this as well. I, I, I'm given the win to Encanto and I don't really see it as close. Um, some years there's a couple animated feature films that come out. Um, I feel like Pixar usually takes away one of these. Um, the most memorable exception lately has been Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Across the Spider-Verse wins this next year. Um, but there have been some great um, great comments made by Spencer already. But I agree, sort of the storyline, um, the appeal to a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds is also a big thing. Um, and, and also, you know, at the end of the day, I think one of the big messages in the movie was, you know, there, you have this character, uh, Mirabel, who's in this family of a bunch of people with powers and she doesn't have powers. And so, you know, that was sort of like a, a different take on a lot of, you know, superhero things that we've seen, especially with the success of Marvel, um, DC recently with the Batman, you know, a lot of it's about, you know, let's build up these heroes and people with powers. And so it really honed in on the human element, I think, and that and that made it really a lot more relatable. So I'm definitely going to give the window in well said there. So the next category is cinematography. So this one is, I think this one's going to be a, a, a very interesting win. So the nominees for this are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. For people who aren't super familiar with the Oscars and some of these categories, you know, we kind of have these big categories like best film, you know, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor and actress. But then we get into some of these different categories that, you know, we kind of see and we're like, what is that? So uh, just to give you a brief understanding of what cinematography is, basically it's the visuals of the film. So um, as you watch a movie, there's sort of this... There's sort of the main story that's being told and then uh, cinematography basically steps in and it, it tries to tell sort of emotional stories with, with the images and the framing and the shots that you get. So um, to basically sum it up, it's sort of like how beautifully visual and emotional and storytelling can you be with the images and the way that you portray the image side and not necessarily like the the acting and the, the speech and the context side. So um, for me, I'm going to give this to uh, Dune. I think Dune uh, really nailed that, in a, and especially doing it as sort of a sci-fi film. Um, as we've talked about, we reviewed Dune and talked about it extensively. Spencer and I are both big fans of this movie. Um, but Dune 
sort of the whole story is about this world Arrakis and, and portraying sort of the book goes into great depths to explain and put you into this world and I think the movie did a fantastic job of doing much the same so I'm going to give the cinematography win to do yeah I think you made a good point I think when you think of these kind of not they're not smaller necessarily but these other nominations these other categories you almost need to see them as do they play a character in the film and if they play a character in the film then that that means it it, it made a huge you know mark which for these nominees like the the cinematography was a character in these films and though this one wasn't super hard to me i will say so my pick is dune as well I, i think the cinematography was absolutely brilliant i will say though nightmare alley is absolutely beautiful with the way that they made it i mean they're they made it exceptionally like saturated and you feel very like meticulous and mysterious in this film and i really enjoyed the way they did it but dune and what they accomplished especially with what dune was in previous adaptations is milestones Mm -hmm. of quality and so the cinematography team did a phenomenal job at a phenomenal job at dune or with dune and i think that they uh they'll earn the nod for sure yeah, this is the one category where I feel like do well. There's two categories, but I feel like this is one of the categories. Is you know, in Spencer and I's review, we left it sort of with two main impressions, like the cinematography and the music, you know, and the sound. You know, that was sort of the two big takeaways from this movie, and I feel like that's its strongest suits. So if it were to take home an Oscar, I feel like the cinematography would be one of those For categories. Sure. I agree. So. All right, so let's move on to costume design. Surprisingly enough, this one was actually really hard for me as well. So the nominees are Cruella, Cyrano. I, I don't know if that's how you say it. Cyrano? Oh, Cyrano. Cyrano. Okay, so Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. So my pick for this, and once again, you got to remember, this is not talking about the film, but the actual costume design in the film. And for me, I'm going to give the nod to Cruella. I thought their costume design was absolutely phenomenal, beautiful, so many changes. I mean, the movie's also kind of about costumes as well <laughs> and fashion. And so I felt like they were able to right. play with a lot of different mm-hmm. things. So my nod is going to Cruella. Yeah, I actually picked Cruella for this one as well. I think, um, like you said, the whole movie is sort of centered around Emma Stone's Cruella character, like designing fashion and sort of, you know, taking it to extremes. And so they had a lot of room to play around with how they could portray fashion and what they could do with her character being so edgy and out there and so i think this one definitely was for me i think it was sort of a clear winner here i don't think anything else sort of pushed those boundaries as much as cruella did so i see this I, one winning. so one quick note i i think in my opinion nightmare alley will have a lot of close runner-ups which is very unfortunate but like this for me was also an example i was like man nightmare alley and their costume design is phenomenal which is how i felt you know with the cinematography mm-hmm. i was like man their cinematography is phenomenal so i think they might experience a couple runner-ups which is a little disappointing but also i mean a great privilege to be running up to any circumstance Right. I think um, a lot of, a lot of things about these categories, it's so rare to get a movie that comes in and wins, you know, 12, you know, 10, 9, 7, even 5 Oscars, right? Because to be all these categories are so different, right? You have costume design and you've got cinematography and you've got individual performances and then the movie as a whole, the music, the editing, like, you know, all these things are so different. And for one movie to come in and like nail it all, 
and win multiple categories is is not super common, I feel like. And so, you know, in Nightmares Alley's case, if it's coming up runner-up in a lot of these things, that means that it was competent and excellent in a lot of categories, but it didn't specify enough in a certain one to set itself yeah, apart. I agree. Um, kind of like we were talking about Cruella, you know, costume design's amazing. Would it win Best Picture? Absolutely not. Like, would it win Best Acting Performance? Absolutely not. So, you know, it's just sort of a, that's what Cruella leaned into, and that's where they shined and so that's where they'll get an oscar most likely but they won't get an oscar or anything else so so moving on to directing so uh this is another big category so our our nominees are belfast um by kenneth brano uh drive my car by raisuki hamaguchi uh, licorice pizza by paul thomas anderson the power of the dog by jane campion and west side story by steven spielberg this one was a tough one. Uh, there were sort of two big ones, in my opinion. I'm going to give this one to The Power of the Dog uh, and Jane Campion. Uh, this is, we're coming off, fresh off a, uh, the second time in history last year that a, a female director won Best Director. And so for this, coming into it, I think, you know, Power of the Dog has a lot of momentum as one of the best films. It has the most nominations. And so... I, the runner-up I, I was battling between was Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, but I ultimately think Jane Campion takes it um, for her work in The Power of the Dog. Yeah, that's exactly the battle I was I was dealing with as well, which I will admit, this this list is a little bit more unique than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's a little bit more diverse. They put some, right. they put some names in there that I didn't think were going to be in there. My ultimate pick goes to Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. It's a very authentic film. She did a great job. She transformed... Um, I believe I always get it confused. Um, they filmed this in, was it New Zealand? Um, where power of the dog. I'm, I'm literally looking it up right now real quick. The dog filming. Location. I think that was right. Yeah. yeah Cause it, anytime you want great, uh, visuals, you go to New Zealand. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So it was filmed in New Zealand, but what I think is brilliant is she transformed New Zealand into Montana. And I know that she was not happy about it. I know she was a little bit uneasy about it, but the fact that she did it and it was a great film, she had a great cast with her. Um, I think she's going to end up winning this award for best director. Let's move on. All right, so we got documentary feature. Um, So the nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. Now, I think this comes into one of the first categories, at least I'll speak for myself, where I don't have much of an opinion because I haven't seen these. However, I will say that my pick is going to be Summer of Soul, mainly because it just won a BAFTA. Once again, I don't know much about these these different films. However, I know that um, Flea has been mentioned in quite a few other picks as well, but my pick is going to go to Summer of Soul. Yeah, I'll echo Spencer on this one too. I, I This is one of the categories that I don't know really anything about but i also picked summer of soul um and for the same reason for the bafta win so um i'll definitely have to watch it whatever wins i'll definitely have to make a point to watch it Um, i think documentaries are something that i enjoy but i don't watch enough of them so you know if it wins an oscar that's that's got to be a good nod to it so hopefully i can get more uh documentary views in going forward the next category is very much the same. So we've got documentary for short subject. Uh, the nominees are Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three, Th- Three Songs for Benazir, 
and when we were bullies. Again, this one I, I really don't know anything about any of these, so uh, my pick is just kind of a shot in the dark. Um, I, I'm just going with uh, Audible, um, but I again, I don't really know much about them in terms of performances and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm in that. the same boat. And once again, to kind of highlight what you said about you know enjoying documentaries, I'm a huge fan of documentaries. For some weird reason, I, I just didn't delve mm-hmm. into documentaries as much this past year. Um, mine, my pick is also a shot in the dark. I put lead me home. I have no idea. I haven't seen any of these. So a complete (laughs) guess, but so don't go off of our word with those ones. But however, I mean, I'm sure audible and lead me home are great films because they're nominated. So that's something to keep in mind. And that's one thing that's nice too, is these are sort of short subject documentaries. So they're a little bit more palatable than sort of the law, the feature documentaries. So, um, you know, they're, that is something that, uh, that plays a role into them being a little bit more accessible, I, agree. I think. All right, let's move on. So we have film editing, and the nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, my pick goes to Dune for film editing. I felt like there was a lot that they had to work with in regards to the editing process. Um, when you think of a, a sci-fi film and all that they're trying to kind of accumulate and bring together and these worlds that they're building... That's a lot to deal with, you know, and I also think of the special effects um, when I think of like editing and how you're kind of motioning in certain scenes and motioning out certain scenes. And Dune did things pretty flawlessly mm-hmm. in that regard. So my pick is going to Dune. Yeah, I actually picked the same uh, for Dune here. I think echoing everything Spencer said, you know, it's it's the special effects and it, it goes in a lot with the cinematography as well. Now, they're not the same thing, but they can feed off of each other to create a great experience. And going back to sort of, as I mentioned in our review, we both came away with the experience of, of Dune itself as a film, not necessarily the story or the acting, which were both, you know, the acting was phenomenal. The story was, you know, we both enjoyed it enough, but I think coming away from it, the way that the film made you feel with the, the cinematography and then the way that was sort of converted into a movie through the editing was, was top tier. So I see this one being... The one that pulls off. The I way. agree. So our next one is uh, international feature film. Uh, so our nominees here are Drive My Car, uh, Flea, The Hand of God, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and The Worst Person in the World. Uh, so for this one, um, I haven't seen any of these movies. However, uh, and Spencer and I were talking about this a little bit, but this one's a little bit of a cheat, I feel like, because one of these movies is nominated for best picture. Um, so this is in the class with all the best films, um, made in the United States. And so, uh, that film for me would, would be the one that would ideally win in this case, which is drive my car. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. So drive my car has my pick. I will say I've, I've heard and I've read a lot regarding the worst person in the world, which is a Norwegian film. And I've heard a lot of good things. So I, I assume that that film is, would probably be the runner up. But yeah, when when a international mm-hmm. feature film is regarded as one of the best pictures of the year, I mean, we saw that with Parasite. Parasite ran the table, you know, because it won best picture, so you knew it was going to win, you know, best international best international feature film. So, Drive My Car also has my pick. Right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to makeup and hairstyling. Uh, so the nominees are Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Um, this one was actually kind of tough for me. Um, 
I will say that I gave my pick to the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, this was, a, yeah. So this is oh. a film that it it took place. Um, it's not a current. It's not like a present film. And so there's a there's definitely a lot of. I, I want to say focus and a lot of kind of expansion and enhancement with the makeup in this film for Jessica Chastain especially, but also with Andrew Garfield and what they did with him. Um, I believe they actually won the BAFTA or SAG award for also best makeup and and um, and hair, best makeup and hairstyling. So yeah, my my pick is going to the eyes of Tammy oh, Faye. Wow. However, I will say. Um, House of Gucci was tough, you know, because I was thinking about them as well and what they were doing as well as Corella. Yeah, so my pick for this was House of Gucci. Um, again, tough. Uh, I think Cruella leaned more into the costume design side of things, um, even though they did a great job in this category as well. So uh, a deserving nomination. But House of Gucci, I think, for me, was just a tad above the rest. And so, um, but again, this, I think this was a close category. So. House of Gucci gets the win for me. The next category, sort of uh, getting back into some of the bigger ones, is music, so original score. The nominees here are Don't Look Up uh, by Nicholas Bretel, Dune by Hans Zimmer, Encanto by uh, Jermaine Franco, uh, Parallel Mothers by Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog by Johnny Greenwood. There's a lot of great things here, and... um, I think there's a there's also sort of a, a red herring. I'm going to give this to Hans Zimmer for Dune. Um, I think a lot of people would probably pick Encanto here, but for me, like the amount of work and creativity and innovation that Hans Zimmer put into creating a sound specifically for the Dune universe and for Arrakis and and for this world um, and sort of almost rewriting music in a way that makes it feel native to this film and this world for me gets the win. Um, and Kanto did a great job, but I don't think it re reinvented anything. Um, and was as innovative as, um, Dune and Hans Zimmer's performance. Yeah, this is, I will say that I think it was between those two, but I'm in the same exact boat. I chose Dune Mm -hmm. uh, with Hans Zimmer mainly because Encanto is very enjoyable as a score, like the entire score but Dune is very transformative. I mean, it is the major piece of the right. film. I would say, like we talked about, the score and the cinematography and the way that you feel from this film are top level. And so with Encanto, I feel like there was a lot of things. There was obviously the music, the storyline, the different characters, you know, the rel- you know, the kind of the relationship to our, our modern day lives. So there's a lot there, but with Dune, the music is literally what set it apart. And so I'm giving my nod to Hans Zimmer from Dune. All right, let's move on to music, original song. Um, so we have Be Alive from King Richard. Those okay, from Encanto. Uh, Down to Joy from Belfast. <laughs> no Time to Die from No Time to Die. And Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Uh, my pick is No Time to Die from No Time to Die from Billie Eilish. I, I have a note, which I'll mention it at the end as well. I think that this nod would have gone to Encanto if they uh, actually chose... Um, what's it called? Uh, we don't talk to Bruno. Or we don't, we talk, don't talk about, about Bruno. Bruno. I think that they would have gotten the nod for me. Yeah. Um, but because they they didn't submit that song, they submitted the other one, which I think is brilliant. I think No Time to Die is going to win this one. So I actually picked Dos Oruguitas, um by Lin Manuel Miranda, and I'm sure 
was your was your note about why this song was here instead of we don't talk about yeah, Bruno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's well, I was just gonna say that I think if they would have submitted We Don't Talk About Bruno, I think that would have been a more clear cut favorite. However, this is in my opinion the most emotional song of the movie, but you need to be in that moment in the movie to feel the power of this song. And so that's why I initially mm-hmm. kind of had my po- my pick. Yeah, so Lin-Manuel Miranda actually wanted this song instead of We Don't Talk About Bruno, even though that probably gave them a better chance to win, as Spencer, Spencer mentioned. But he said this film was more representative of sort of the heart and soul and message of the movie. So that's why he submitted it, um, which I actually think might end up getting him the win, to be honest, um, because sort of there's a reason behind it. I think that adds a little bit more credence to the choice. So. Yeah, and this... It'll be interesting to see what happens. And this group is a little bit cloudy, in my opinion. Like, it's not like, I don't know, like, these are all great, but they're not, they don't, there's not one that just stands out. And so, to me, I think that they have a great shot. Like, I think it's really going to come down to these two. So, you make a good point there. Yeah, it'll be tough. Getting into another big category, and we haven't had one of these in a minute, but best picture. So, there's a long list here. So, here we go. Our nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So as we've kind of alluded to and talked about, like the, the, this specific list of nominees is so varied. It's almost crazy how much um variety there is in this list so you've got belfast which is sort of a a slow burner like homage to kenneth brano you've got coda which in sort of breaks and innovates through with uh deaf acting you know don't look up is sort of a, a netflix movie um drive my car international film dune just this epic sci-fi ad- adaptation um king richard that really delves into the history of the williams sisters um and and on and on so like there's just so many different things going on here i honestly would love to see a different film win but my pick for who i think will win is the power of the dog um typically the movie that gets the most nominations wins best picture um that's not always the case but i think power of the dog has so much momentum going into it and uh with my picks as i mentioned before of benedict cumberbatch winning best actor and jane campion winning best director I think that bleeds into the power of the dog taking home best picture. Yeah, this this is tough, and I and you know I might need to be corrected on this, but I believe that the maximum amount that there could be in nominees is ten, which they did this year. I believe there's ten nominees, which is really cool that you don't have to do ten, but there were ten nominees. Shows how great these pictures were. Um, I right. thought a couple of them were out of place and shouldn't have been nominations, but that's totally fine. I completely believe that The Power of the Dog mm-hmm. by Jane Campion will win Best Picture. Um, I'm in the same boat. Is it my personal favorite? No, but it is a brilliant film. It's made beautifully. It's authentic. It's raw. It's gritty. Benedict Cumberbatch gives one of the most you know, career-defining performances I've ever seen out of somebody. So it all around, it's a really enjoyable film. It's not my fan favorite, but I think The Power of the Dog will win this one. All right, let's go into production design. Uh, Let's see. So the nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Now, once again, you got to think of production design and kind of what it took for them to make this film in regards to that production design. In my opinion, 
I will give this mm-hmm. one to West Side Story. I thought their production design was absolutely brilliant. It was beautiful. It was very much a a stage oriented film. So you knew that like when they were filming in New York or wherever the case was, that they weren't like on set. They weren't purposely trying to show you that this is a real like place in New York. They wanted to showcase the beautiful production design of each scene. And I thought they did a great job. So Mm -hmm. my pick is going to go to West Side Story. Yeah. So I actually did pick West Side Story as well. Um, And I think the other one that I really liked was obviously Dune, but I don't think that it set itself apart enough here because um, as you mentioned, West Side Story with it being sort of a musical, I think there's a lot more attention to building a specific set since that's where that's the frame that you're working in for all these scenes. And so I think a musical sort of has a little bit of an advantage here just because it's they're building sets specifically for that 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 scene um, and and those locations. And so it's not so much um, worried about the whole world itself as it is like framing. So I I also gave the nod to West Side Story. Uh, So the next one is our short film, which is animated. This is another category for me. I have not seen any of these. I don't really know. Um, anything about them so my my pick will be a shot in the dark but our nominees are affairs of the art bestia uh, box ballet rabbit robin robin and the windshield wiper um take this with a grain of salt but i really have no idea so i just picked uh bestia yeah i'm in the same boat i haven't seen any of these films mine's a shot in the dark i, I picked box ballet so and the next one is also, in my opinion, a, cool. a similar circumstance. So it's short film live action. Um, the nominees are A La Kachu, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Um, I had no opinion on this. I haven't seen any of these films, but I chose The Dress as my pick. Ooh, I picked The Dress as well. Hey, good so. things are coming <laughs> for that film then. <laughs> Our, yep, that means they're going to win. Um, <laughs> So moving on to the category we do know more about, uh, sound. So our nominees here are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. This one I'm actually going to give to Dune as well. You know, I think I think this sort of plays into what Dune's strength is. And, and not only was the, the soundtrack well done, but sort of, again, the experience, you know, the sound... Um, really pulled me in in this film so i'm i'm gonna give it to Dune. yeah i'm i'm also gonna give it to dune and i don't feel like i don't know the picks were a little bit interesting to me like the, i don't i don't know the sound didn't seem magnificent for those other films while dune all the all the sound no. mixing felt extremely relevant you know so yeah i feel like dune is going to kind of run away with this one so that has my pick as well all right, so we have visual effects, and the nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. This one was tough for me. Um, there's, Wow. Yeah, um, yeah visual <laughs> effects is one of those difficult ones, especially with these films, and I've, I've had the privilege of seeing all of these, and they're all, you know, they kind of, at least in regards to visual effects, they're phenomenal, every single one of them. I am going to give this one to Spider-Man No mm-hmm. Way Home. Um, they they introduced the multiverse, and to do that on a visual effect level and to keep it pretty, I don't want to say realistic, but very fluid and very smooth is exceptionally difficult. I cannot even imagine. So my pick is going to Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Yeah, um, not surprisingly, I picked the same. Um, the only other other one that stood up to me, I, I believe, personally, that Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings also did a fantastic job with their visual effects. That was sort of when I came away from that movie. That was sort of the the thing that I took away from it was how good those were. Um, but I agree, like bringing in the multiverse and telling that story sort of through the visual effects um, at, at certain points of the movie really elevated it. And so again, I, I, I agree with Spencer that Spider-Man No Way Home will, will take the take home visual cool. effects. All right, so next we have writing uh, adapted screenplay. The nominees here are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. <sighs> this one's tough. Um, this one's really tough. Uh, <laughs> this is so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still, I know I'm still sort of going back and forth. I made a pick, but I don't, I'm second guessing it now. Um, for this one, I'm going to go with the lost daughter. I think this, so I have seen this movie and I think that Maggie Gyllenhaal, she's won awards already for how great this movie was. Um, I think this is sort of where the lost daughter steps in and, and takes it just a notch above the rest um, I think the competition is really fierce in this particular category as all of these could have done a great, could have won it for sure. Any of these winning, I would, I would be okay with, but I, for me, I, I see the lost daughter getting the win. Yeah, this is tough. And this is actually one. I remember when I was going over it, I had to remind myself, I was like, okay, hey, this is strictly writing, right? So like what, what started out at a certain point and got me to the end and made me like really go through this very you know, this great journey, whether that's emotional, whether that's immersive, whatever that is, like writing wise, how, how did that seem? And so that kind of helped me pick, you know, my, my choice because it was so hard. Like, I mean, you have, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, I'm not even going to talk about, you know, what you have, cause you already listed them, but my pick is going to go to Coda. Um, I think ultimately from the story itself, it was most likely, I don't know the specifics, but I think it was the smallest budget film, but in my opinion, had the most authentic writing to it in regards to the adapted screenplay nominees. However, it's so tough because you have The Power of the Lost Dog, which in my opinion, and Rogers will win Best Picture. Um, you have Dune, which is our personal favorite film, you know, in regards to those picks. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's so tough, but my pick is going to go to Coda. It's, this was one of the toughest categories for me, surprisingly. I, um, I think... I think for best picture we i i feel confident that that power of the dog will win but this one again it just comes down to the different preferences and what what do you see as sort of your main you know thing that you're looking for and and that can vary based on different people and so we'll see what the academy picks but again any of these winning would not surprise me at all so i think this one's going to be really tough and one of the ones i'm most interested to see who yeah wins. thousand percent now, last but not least, and then we, I, you know, I do have some snubs that I want to mention after this, but this is the last award or last category. So we have writing original screenplay, um, and so we have Belfast, which was written by Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up by Adam McKay, King Richard by Zach Balin, Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Worst Person in the World by Eskil Volkt. I probably said that wrong, but um, this was tough but not as tough as adapted screenplay in my opinion so i think this one is going to go to belfast uh for kenneth brano once again very slow burner but the writing and the relativity and the journey that you go through in a very you know relatable circumstance 
I thought it was very, it was, it was phenomenal. It was very beautiful. I think beautiful is kind of the word that comes to my mind in regards to Belfast. It's not in your face. It's not immersive. It's not super crazy with the sound or the visual effects or anything like that. It's just a beautiful film. And so I think that Belfast will walk away with this one. Yeah. I, I picked it for the same reasons. I think, um, and just to clarify, so the last category in this category, you have adapted screenplay and you have original screenplay. Now, the difference is adapted is taken from a previous idea or, or, or something that was made and sort of updating it, changing it, but it's still based on something um, that was existing beforehand. And as far as original means that it was completely original, it was not adapted off of anything. Um, and so that's sort of the difference here. So um, again, I'm going with Belfast. I think I haven't seen the movie, but from everything I've read, it's it's writing as its main strength and, and again that's sort of what i look for is like what do you do excellently and that's usually where it sets it apart um there's a lot of great films in this category as well but i think belfast would be an easy pick here yeah. to win so those are our picks uh, for the oscar nominees um however i do have a couple snubs so for best picture um and by the way these aren't snubs for winning i just think that they should have been nominated um, so best picture, I have mm -hmm. Tick, Tick, Boom um, with Andrew Garfield. I I just right. I fully believe that that film should have been an, a nomination instead of Don't Look Up. Um, I was a little uneasy with West Side Story being in that list, but we talked about this, and I that one's more understandable to me than Don't Look Up. So I felt like Tick, Tick, Boom got a little bit of the shaft. Oh, I was going to say, I, I agree. I think that one should have made it in as well. Um, but like you said, there to point it out, you know, there, you can have max 10 nominees and they had the max this year. So, you know, in, in years past, sometimes there's, you know, six movies or, or, or five or something like that. So that just is a testament to how much great, um, product was put out there, you know, how much, how much great content was, was released. And so not necessarily Tick, Tick, Boom's fault. Um, but there was just a lot of great stuff put out there. Now we obviously, have different opinions on what should be, should be in there, but I'm sure there was a long short list of, of movies that, that were waiting to yeah, get in. So. I agree with that. And then, uh, for best directing, I thought Denis Villeneuve from Dune should have been included on that list and he was not. And I was a little bit, right. uh, uh, not disappointed, but I, I don't know. It, it just felt shocking to me. He actually had a great quote and I'm, I, I don't have the quote pulled up. So I'll just say kind of roughly what he said about it. He said, I'd rather be known for this than being known as the person who was nominated and people are wondering why they were nominated. So he's like, I'd rather be not, he's like, I'd rather not be nominated. And then people say, wow, he really deserved to be nominated rather than being nominated and saying they did not deserve to be nominated. So I kind of like that. He, he had that viewpoint of, of directing. Yeah. I think that's a, a great insight because not necessarily that none of the, that the, the runner-ups for the these categories aren't good, but you know they sort of get lumped into this film. You know, five-time Oscar-nominated film, insert whatever title. You know, the, you know you don't get individually recognized as much if you don't win. And so for him to make that point, the way I see it is, you know, I would rather be known for not making it and being deserving of it because that's almost more. Um, that's almost more memorable than making it and then um, being a runner-up because you'll probably just be lumped in. Like Dune will just be advertised as, you know, what I don't I don't know how many Oscars it was nominated for, but six-time Oscar-nominated film Dune, 
you know, instead it's like, oh, Dune, and then remember Denis Villeneuve didn't make it in, you know, that was a snub, you know, so almost almost better, as he's alluding to, um, to not be nominated than to be nominated and then be a runner-up. Yeah, runner up. I agree with that. And then, uh, so Best Music Original Song, which we talked about, I thought if we don't talk about Bruno was in that list, I actually fully think that one would have won. <laughs> I would have picked that as my winner, but it wasn't picked. And you made a great point. Like, it didn't represent the film the way that their pick did. And I'm not going to try to say it because I'm going to butcher it. So there's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword because I do think that this would have won Best Original Song, but it didn't represent the film the way that their actual pick did. Yeah, which, you know, it's the Oscars, it's the Academy Awards, like this is the best of the best. And so I really respect Lin-Manuel Miranda for for going with, you know, being authentic, right? Because this is an authentic choice from him. He says, this is, you know, my, my sort of representation of what this is all about. And I could go for the more commercial win, which is we don't talk about Bruno because it's so catchy and everybody loves it. But this this song is is it's more important to be authentic than to potentially win. And I I, I give him a lot of props yeah. for that. And I, I actually don't I, I don't know when Encanto came out, but I actually think the Oscar submissions were before Encanto came out. So I know that I believe it was October. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. If it did come year, out in October, I, I know that. I think. I could be wrong, but I think okay. it was October. The submissions were in November, so then that makes sense. Um, the last two that I have are actually from the same film. Um, so, adapted screenplay, I thought The Last Duel should have been included as a nomination. Once again, it's kind of a slow burner, but the way mm. that it was written is phenomenal. And that was written, um, there were three writers in that, but two of those uh, major writers were. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, which, if you didn't know, they also co-wrote Goodwill Hunting, which obviously went on to be one of the most memorable films of all time. So that was that was a kind of a knock for me. Yeah, um, that's one I still need to see. But uh, I was surprised that one didn't get. Did that one get any nominations? I didn't see it on the list. I don't think it did. Um, I will look right here just just because I am curious. And then I don't think it did. Um, by the way, Encanto came out November 24th of 2021 on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so I think so. it was right after or literally right before the submissions. So we actually didn't know how popular the We Don't Talk About Bruno was going to be. So I give Lin-Manuel Miranda a lot of respect for saying, hey, I'm going to submit this song because it represents our film the most. So, um, mm-hmm. no, there are no Oscar nominations uh, for the last duel, but I do believe my last my wow. last snub is I I felt like Jodie Comer, and I don't know if she would have been considered an actress in a leading role or a supporting role in this film, but I thought like she should have been nominated for one or the other, whatever one she fit in. Um, she was the main fe- she was the main female actor of this film. I just don't know if the time that she was in the film would be considered supporting or leading, but she gave she gave me a performance that literally put put her on the radar for me for top actresses today. So, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of a snub. Again, just to kind of mention how great the movies and, and films that came out this year, this past year were, um, I, I'd be surprised if she wasn't on the short list for nominees, but those those were some of the toughest categories for me, best actress and best supporting actress in a leading role. Um, just all of them did a fantastic job, you know, some it's really hard and you know going back you know i think there's a lot of movies like in our personal picks if they came out the way that we predicted um 
you know, King Richard wouldn't win an Oscar, right? And that was that was viewed as one of the best films of the year. So, you know, just just how competitive it was this year is is just a testament to how much how great this industry is and how much everyone is killing it in different ways um, for it to be so competitive and to have the maximum amount of best picture nominees and to have all these great um, categories, you know, best writing, best screenplay, best cinematography, you know, all that stuff. It's, they're just so competitive because everyone is just on their A game and and it's just exciting as a movie fan um, to be able to enjoy that. No, I actually really, I I enjoyed going through these. So these are our Oscar predictions. I'm excited to see how many we got right and how many we got wrong. I almost feel like the sense of comfort that you and I had very similar picks. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Roger and I are thinking, you know, we're, yeah. we're thinking the same way, but um, we, this is going to be considered our preview of the Oscars. We will do a review of the Oscars and we'll, we'll kind of review all the winners. We'll kind of see how we did in choosing those picks, if there were any surprises. So keep an eye out for that as the Oscars take place next Sunday. Um, and if you had any picks that were a little bit controversial to what we picked, or if you thought that we had picks who, that were controversial to what you think should have won, let us know. We'd be more than happy to hear from you. Absolutely. And we will not apologize for loving Dune as much <laughs> as we do. So yep. <laughs> we might've been a, a little bit too generous with the picks on that, but I, I, I don't think so. But, you know, I think Dune, uh, that would be my pick for, you know, a lot of these categories, just cause I think it was so groundbreaking, um, but yes, next week, uh, so this episode will come out this week. Oscars are this coming Sunday, March 27th. Um, the week after, we will release our Oscar review, which we will, like Spencer said, compare our picks to the winners and talk about that. So expect a full feature-length episode on that. And until next time, we will see you guys later.